Hello there, friends, and welcome to the Monday Show 41. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, how has the start of the new week gone for you thus far? Good, except for I felt like I was Rip, rip Van Winkle this afternoon. Uh, lay down for a quick nap, like maybe 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Turned into like several hours, and then I was scrambling for the show, and uh, I was like, man, what the hell? I don't know. I must have been more tired than I thought, but other than that, it's going good, man. Well, that, that's good, though. I mean, right? You, you're well rested for the Monday show and then whatever comes next. Yep, absolutely. Actually, I had a couple people in the um, in the Discord. I guess it wasn't in the Discord um, outside of, I guess it was in the chat, but uh, the audio. But they were saying they want to possibly get a little contractor's action going on after the show. So if anybody's interested and that actually still happens, we'll be talking about it in the Discord. So discord invitation in the description as always uh you guys like guns you like gun fighting then you're gonna like contractors and it's a lot more fun when you got people in there that you can uh talk shit to uh and uh you know i can i can speak from experience there but we'll wait a few minutes on that we've got a whole segment dedicated to that uh looks like the uh the chat's filling out quite well already we got hard to get roy swartz in the house once again hi on tacos how's it going buddy and spry guy thanks for showing up guys um so yo, slave rays slave ways making an appearance as well slid so, in. yeah just slid in at the at the last second there huh uh so yeah so so it's the monday show and as we always do on the monday show we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing over the last couple of days, you know, everybody gets to play games on the weekend. You know, th that's normally when most people get to play. And, you know, a lot of people always ask me, why the Monday show? Why not the Tuesday show, Wednesday show? Well, the kind of the idea behind the Monday show is to talk about what we've been playing. And most of the time, the weekend is when we get to play. So uh, that's the main idea and the main concept behind the Monday show. Well, that and that's the day, day off you have now, anyway. We've changed that so many times. Your your job keeps, with everything crazy going on, keeps changing what it's doing, and so we'll we'll change it or whatever. So right now, it's the Monday show, um, and it's going to be the Monday show unless uh, something weird happens. So I would like to have it spaced out a little bit somehow, some way, but if that's supposed to happen, then God will make it happen. If not, then it'll stay as it is, is the way I look at it, so... Yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Uh, the other show, Virtual Strangers, has moved around a few times. It keeps jumping back and forth between Saturday and Sunday, and I would be all for moving it back to Saturday if our work schedules were uh, conducive to that. But uh, they they are not at the moment. So uh, and besides that, I, I kind of like our our Sunday afternoon uh, time slot that we slid into here about. Well, I say Sunday afternoon. I mean Sunday morning. Hmm. Our Sunday morning slot, I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's working out good. And uh, I like to be able to do the show and then have the rest of my day ahead of me instead of not knowing. So uh, I think it's good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it seems like people like it as well. So uh, for the time being, the schedule is what it is. And uh, if we get more time, as always, we'll, uh, we'll add more content into the schedule and, and uh I, I guess it's been a while since we did a review i guess we kind of started doing reviews on the monday show right yeah you know and reviews are 
don't know. For me, anyway, personally, this is my personal opinion. They're a little too formal. I like to talk about it. Reviews are okay. This is it. I'm telling you, this is my stamp. This is how it is. This is what I think. Um, and I feel like ours are kind of like breathing reviews where we're constantly playing it, changing it, um, and just going with the flow. So I kind of like the way we do it better. Um, but uh, we tried the reviews, the the formal reviews. I know that was one of the things Alex was very formal. And a lot of British people are very formal and uh, proper. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of like the way we do it here, too, on the Monday show. I like the, the way we've got things structured. You know, the, all of the news and, and stuff like that comes on Virtual Strangers. And then the Monday show comes along to talk about the what we're actually playing. Uh, as well as some uh, eclectic group of topics. Yeah. And we got a pretty good one today. But before we, we get to any of that, let's talk about what we've been playing, Roots. And uh, over the last week, there haven't been many as there haven't been any titles that have taken as much of my playtime as the Wizards Dark Times. Uh, this game came out just this past week uh, on is it coming on Tuesday or Thursday, Roots? Uh, um, I well, what day did we get it, or what day did it come out? I think it oh, came out on Thursday. Came um, out on Thursday, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it came out this past Thursday uh, from Carbon Studios, twenty-five dollars, and uh, yeah, as Roots has alluded to, we've had it a little bit longer than that. Uh, Roots, what did you think about the Wizards' Dark Times? Uh, I was I didn't play the first one, and uh, from what everybody says, the the graphics. Um, this is, some people, a couple two camps. Some I've had seen a couple of people say this looks just like the other one, um, and then I've had people say, "Wow, this looks ten times better than the other one graphically and uh, um, content wise." I was impressed with it. I was impressed with a lot of things. I was impressed with the way it looked. First off, when I went in there, I was like, "Wow, this looks amazing," and then second. Um, outside of the bow, say the bow and arrow, the frozen bow and arrow. I don't know what its nemesis with me is, but I can't, I have a very hard time opening that son of a bitch. Uh, everything else is very, for me, is very easy. The twist of the hand for the fireball, um, the shield, bringing it off to the side or whatever. Um, it's really cool. I just, I, I, I know that there's some kind of something I'm doing wrong. Cause I was watching gamer tags video a little while ago and he was pulling that bow out like a champ. So somehow Roots needs to figure out the the technique. Um, but uh, I'm really liking the magic. I'm really liking the way they've incorporated even the just opening pathways with the wood, the, you know, that's, there's like branches covering it and stuff. And then different things you see, like that you see that little thing for the shield and you know, okay, I need to use my shield. So it's very intuitive. And um, man, like I, I can't, the graphics, I, I can't stress enough like when you shoot into one of those things and they explode and the particles go everywhere it, they did a really good job in this i can see why everybody was raving um back in what, which uh show was this that this was on it's like what six months ago nine months ago one of those um demo shows oh yeah it was it was on one of the yeah it was on one of the uh, upload uh one of the upload showcase was uh demoed at uh that one in england what's it called a uh, gamescom i think is the okay. one yeah yeah no and everybody loved it and uh i can see why i i really enjoyed it so far everything that i've played so far of this game i'd say is top notch 
Uh, what's it going? It's retailing for what? 25? Is, is that correct? Or am I remembering that wrong? That's absolutely correct. Uh, it's retailing for $24.99. It's available on Steam as well as um, the Oculus Store. Yeah, so I would say as long as the content duration, and I, I don't know how long it is, but as long as it's a decent amount, I would say $25 is right about spot on. $20 would be perfect, but $25, I think, for what I've played, and if it's a, it's a good enough long length, um, it's definitely well worth $25 for sure. Yeah, well, I haven't finished it yet. I, I've put a, a good four or five long sessions into it, and I'm still going with it. So it's not super short. I can't really say how long it is, but it isn't It isn't too short. I can say that for, for certain. Okay. Um, and I agree with everything that you're saying here. It's absolutely beautiful visually. Uh, the lighting and the particle effects, I think, is really what it makes it stand out. It reminds me a lot of Carnage Chronicles. Did did you notice that as well? Yeah, I kind of felt like if Carnage Chronicles and Shadow Legends had a baby, this would be the game, even though I know I've had it said it before. People say, how could this? No, I don't know. <laughs> this one came before that or whatever. But um, no, this, uh, it just everything about it, even the, the climbing just... It, it looked beautiful, it um, played beautiful, and uh, the content seems to be good. Story-wise, I don't know where exactly where it's going, but I think that's more me not 100% paying attention to what's going on, but there obviously is a story. Uh, but no, I um, have enjoyed every every bit of it so far, anyway. Yeah, the, uh, the there's just enough story. The, the, the way the story works is they kind of, they give you this little intro thing, uh, that sets up the story, and then uh, there's constant narration as you make your way through the game from this wizard that's helping you, uh, and this is very similar to the first game. Uh, what's different is if you're um, thorough and you search the environments as you make your way through the game, you can find these glowing bits, and when you grab onto those, it, it unlocks... Uh, more of the story so you'll hear a little mm. bit more voice acting to um, to give you some uh, further backstory as to what's going on how things got to be the way they are in the world and uh, it, you know it, it's not story heavy but I would say that there's definitely enough story here to kind of pull you through the game I feel like they're extorting the story out of me Wes they're they're forcing me to are extorting me looking around if you want to learn the story you're gonna to have to really be thorough like Wes, i didn't know i didn't know there's any glowing orbs i did find the crafting stuff that was kind of something that was cool too is is you know i haven't gotten too far into the crafting i was able to craft uh or is that i'm thinking a different game aren't i i'm, I'm mixing i'm gonna play that that's the other game we're gonna talk about in the <laughs> next week <laughs> never mind um uh, yeah, i still have to sleep uh anyway um Again, beautiful visually. The sound matches the visuals, not only uh, the 3D sound, uh, but the music is spot on and, and the voice acting uh, is great as well. Um, really, the, the thing, though, that really sticks out, that, that really makes this title worth the money in my book uh, are the powers. And uh, the, there's so many different powers and you get more uh, as you go along, but they're so easy to do and they make you feel like a legitimate magical badass. Yeah. And I've said it before. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I don't want to cut you off. 
<laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, um, really my, my only doubts or questions I had early on in the game was with the difficulty because I didn't really feel it was all that hard. Like, uh, at the beginning of the game, you get a lot of the same enemies and, uh, it's a lot of projectile fighting, kind of like an archery game almost, uh, cause you're fighting at long distances. And, uh, you know, it, it was a long time before I ever got killed in this game. But, uh, as I got further along in the game and, uh, and the enemy list seemed to grow, uh, the game definitely gets more difficult and, uh, it becomes a lot more challenging and a lot more fun. Uh, but even though, uh, at times, uh, it can be challenging and a little bit frustrating, uh, they reward you because at the end of every big battle, uh, you get a new ability, a new bit of magic. And let me tell you, Roots, the magic later on in the game makes the stuff you start with, uh, look like child's play. Oh God. I wish I wouldn't have taken my nap now. I wanted to see some more magic. Um, no, I was going to say that, uh, you know, that's what makes this game really shine, or at least what I was hoping was going to make it shine that I was thinking needed to happen was the magic needed to be intuitive, it needed to be something that as you learned it and you did it, it just made sense. And so far, every magical ability I've found does exactly that. Like I said, even the magic, the fireball, just twisting your hand makes you get this fireball in your hand and then i i want think i want to do this in real life but i don't want to do it in real life either because that's not good uh but no i uh i'm impressed with this game um way more impressed it makes me kind of want to go back and play the first one but uh from what i'm hearing i don't know that i'm gonna that's probably not a good idea because this one's so good and the other one if if it's this one's that much better than the first one i'll, I'll probably not want to play through it but uh but i look forward to going back into this yeah, yeah, me too. This is one of those that I, I definitely see myself finishing in the next day or two. Uh, I, I think I might be pretty far along in it uh, already anyway. I don't, I'm not sure how much further it has to go. Um, but but it's cool because as, as you get deeper into the game, it becomes more challenging. The, the powers become more strong, and it takes a, an even darker tone than it starts with. It, it's a, kind of... Uh, innocent and happy-go-lucky uh, at the beginning, but as you get closer and closer to the source of the big bad, uh, everything gets darker, the enemies become more evil-looking, and you end up needing those uh, powers that you pick up along the way. Yeah, that's true. Now, um, Phil Yarn was just asking uh, if this is going to end up on Viveport, or do you know if this is going to make Infinity, or if it's even rumored yet? What's up, Phil Yarn? Uh, I don't know. I know that the first one is an Infinity title. Uh, I also know that The Wizard's Dark Times is available on Viveport to purchase right hmm. now. Uh, I do not know if it's going to eventually become an Infinity title. I would guess so at some point, but the question really is when. Uh, is it going to be three months? Is it going to be a year, right? Yeah, it could be next week for all we know. You know, they could play it or whenever... You know, it's kind of like with uh, Half-Life Alex. you know, you let it come out for a week or two and then you get the initial p sales um, of people that are going to buy it and then everything else is kind of up in the air anyway, so. Yeah, well, uh, for what it's worth, I definitely think this is uh, worth a buy. It's worth the 25. It was questionable at first, you know, De Ray Delatore, I think it was, asked me in the uh, comments uh, of my gameplay, by the way, um, there's a gameplay up on the channel if you'd like to see more of the game 
Uh, I play the first two or three levels, I think. Uh, you can uh, find that on our channel. But um, he was asking me if it was worth the, uh, the 25. And at that point, I was like, I think so, but I don't really know because I haven't died yet and uh, it's not very hard. But, uh, you know, having played it a few more times since then, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely worth the 25. And uh, it, it's worth it, even if it were just like, I hesitate to say this, but if it were like a sandbox, these powers are so cool. And like the, the later powers, you're going to really love it when you get there. It's like they they take the base powers that you already have and give you more powerful iterations of them. Mm. Um, so like the firepower, uh, the fireball power, you, you have a, a way more cool fire power coming. Uh, the arcane powers that you have, you have a cooler one coming. Uh, and and there's also like a a force electricity kind of like the Emperor Palpatine has. You know how he just shoots lightning bolts everywhere. Uh, you end up being able to pick up that ability as well. That's what's cool about a game like this in VR versus flat game. You know, because it sparks shooting out of your fingertips doesn't translate the same on a TV or just whatever, man. Like. It just is so cool to to just twist your hand and watch something form in there that, you know what I mean? Instead of having to push a button or whatever, you're just moving your hand like you normally would. Um, or I don't know if I would normally do that in real life, but uh, I don't know. I, I just thought, I, I think they really nailed it with this one. Definitely a good game. Definitely uh, worth checking out for sure. Yeah, that's kind of the magic of, of VR, isn't it? The, the fact that... Uh you're actually in the game doing these things with your own hands. Um, like, I got to imagine if this was a flat game, I, I don't know how fun it, it would be at all. It, it would uh, it would certainly need to have way more graphical fidelity because that's kind of half the draw of flat games anyway is the super 8K graphics or 4K, whatever. But uh, in VR, it's a whole different story because you get to interact and fight face-to-face -face with something with your own hands. And uh, not only is it cool to, to do that in VR, but I say thank God that VR is the only place that you can do that because could you imagine the state of the world today if people could just go whoop and have a fireball in their hand? Oh, God. Well, that would definitely change the state of the riots for sure. Everything would be burnt down in about two seconds. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Unless, unless it were the police, right? Maybe the maybe the police have the uh, the force lightning, right? I think so. There's technology out there, Wes, that we probably would think was some kind of force lightning or some kind of magic. If we were able to see it, we'd think, oh, shit, what is happening? That's crazy. Oh, yeah, you smashed that. <laughs> I but, guess that's true. They man. probably do have. Uh, they've got tasers, right? That's close enough. Yeah, because if you think about lighters and stuff, if you took a lighter 300 years back in the the past they'd be like ooh magic you know and it's just like it's just a big lighter ain't nothing you know it's just something that they don't know but right, uh right i was just saying that the other day to uh high on tacos is that um science all science is is the explanation of magic right yeah yeah exactly or in the reverse magic is the lack of understanding of science right well there you oh. go it just depends on your re viewpoint i guess but it's uh Roundabout way of saying the same thing. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Slavery Slave says, uh, I try moving my hands like that in real life all the time and nothing ever happens. Hey, man, 
it's not happening just because you're not believing. All you gotta do is believe hard enough, and you can do anything, bro. Yeah. Well, part of me, as much as we would think we would want it to pop up in our hand, I think that would probably freak me out. I don't know that I would. Can you imagine if you like, I, I nah, I'll, I'll pass. I don't need a fireball in my hand that bad. That would be weird. Could you imagine if you did it and the fireball actually popped into your hand, but uh, it burned you because it's a fucking fireball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to be holding fire, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. Anyway, um, I've got some heavy time in this game. I'm 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 light in into it. Definitely going to finish it. And uh, in my opinion, it just continues to get better as you go along. Uh, 100% recommend on my side. Roots, what say you? yeah for sure for sure um are you you're still seeing the stream i'm assuming yeah yeah everything seems to be going okay on my end uh you having some technical difficulty? no i just i don't i don't see it going anymore uh everything looks good here man okay hey you guys uh i guess in the chat just uh, let us know what you're seeing because uh this is what i see i'll show you what i see well, let me let me bring it up here. Uh, hit play roots. Uh, so, because it's a fucking fireball. So maybe it must have just I don't know what the hell happened, but all right. Well, yeah, that's weird. So that's my technical difficulties. Right. But we'll get back to where we're at. So we're okay. we're all good. Slaybay says uh, fireballs would hurt. I'm sure. Yeah, for for sure, fireballs would hurt. Um. Anyway. Wizards Dark Times, uh, a great time. Uh, check it out, 100%. Yep, very true. All right, uh, that wasn't all that we played this weekend. As a matter of fact, we all, Roots, myself, uh, Spry Guy, who else was in there? Scion. Radio uh, Runt. Radio Runt. And Over G's. And uh, Over G's. We all jumped into Contractors last night, and uh, Roots, I ran my oculus quest dead just playing contractors i know it's crazy and that's i guess it's uh so you have to when you hook up your quest to the link because it's not the it's the the not the official link it doesn't charge at the same time right so you have to hook it up to the power as well as the computer correct for the quest it does it does it, it does charge it charges at the same time but the I put the uh, the extension on. I told you I got an extension for my cable. That cable eats up a lot of that electricity uh. unless you plug it into its own power supply, which I did not do last night. I just let it kind of uh, power itself off of the computer. Uh, but even at that, I mean, I still I played the game for like four hours solid. <laughs> so I, I played for two hours before I even got on with you guys or even long, maybe like two and a half hours before i even got on with you guys yeah i feel bad because i asked main fan to join us and then uh it got later in the time when we started playing it was way too late for his east coast uh time so i apologize for that main fan but you know i had a i had a lot of fun in this game um i picked this video obviously this is the same video from yesterday greg's vr's video and um nuketown is just looks so amazing and and i'm um so impressed with this mod that they've added and I would have told you, if you would have asked me last week, you know, which game is better, Pavlov or Contractors VR, um, I would have told you hands down Pavlov. I've been telling people that, you know, there's the base of players is there. That's the number one. There's so many players because they 
they were smart and they ran it at ten dollars forever and then once they added the content or they got it to the place they wanted it to be they they bumped it to 25. Uh, so right now this is on sale as well as pavlov but i'll tell you what man my opinions are changing with the addition of the jump button and just being able to jump around corners and shoot and then uh these maps because these maps were really what the main thing that separated pavlov from contractors was uh the maps and the um the the game modes now i just read today that they're adding domination to the mix and that's my baby west that and capture the flag um we even played some kill confirmed and that was cool um so i don't know man this is it was we had a, a really good time and this is to me is shaping up to be one of the better if not the best uh shooter in vr at the moment yeah i wouldn't claim to be an expert about uh, competitive first-person shooters in VR or outside. Uh, but I got to agree, man. Uh, you know, with my limited experience, this is definitely the funnest one I've played so far. Now, with that said, yesterday was my very first time in Contractors. Uh, I hadn't tried it uh, before, so I can't really speak too much to the improvement that the mods brought. But I will say this, that the, the modded maps uh were phenomenal i mean the the cityscapes that we played in those last two maps that we played that were urban areas they were great man you can fight on the streets you can fight inside the buildings there's tons of stairwells inside and outside of the buildings and gigantic maps i mean for uh, for what this was i mean there were really big maps um and if the 3d audio wasn't so good uh, I mean, it's like you'd almost never find where your teammates were, right? Yeah, it gets difficult, too, sometimes when you hear that those footsteps and you see that they, they sound like they're close, but they're maybe on a different level or whatever. Um, but it's done, like you said, it's done very well, and it's the only way you can tell when somebody's coming around a corner. But uh, now I just I foresee them making just about any map that exists out there, the game modes, everything um, is made... You know, when this game came out, the, everybody talks about the control or whatever. Oh, it's okay. You know, you got your one control issue or a place where everybody goes and you stand there and you get the points and then it moves to another place. I, I found that so boring when it first came out that I wrote this game off. I was like, it, it, the guns were amazing. The shooting felt good, but the game mode sucked. It was horrible. Um, and so that's why I was so psyched when I heard that they're bringing actual domination. There's something about having three different locations that people need to go to to um it keeps everything flowing you're constantly moving you're constantly having uh things change over and it just makes chaos and i love it so I, i'm i'm excited for the new mode for sure yeah man uh phil yarn says i've been singing contractors praises since the beta uh fun fact the graphics had a downgrade but it still looks good Wow, I did not know that. Now, I do remember Phil Yarn saying that back in the day when it first came out and how Contractors was the best out there. And I agreed as far as the way the gameplay felt and stuff. I didn't like that mode. But now that they're adding everything that everybody wants and the 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 mere fact that it's open for everybody to, to do whatever they want and it's only been less than a week and we already have all these awesome maps and, and game modes, it makes me excited for what's going to be there two weeks from now, three weeks, a month. Uh, I think we are on the cusp of seeing um, what the <laughs> look at that body, the closest thing to um, Call of Duty in VR 
that we've seen to date. And the addition of the jump, I, I can't stress it enough, is huge. There's nothing worse than playing a shooter where you can't jump up onto stuff. You know, if there, if I can try to jump up on a ledge or whatever, like I don't even know how many times I've killed people just by jumping up somewhere that they didn't know. Um, or like over G's crouching around and creeping. Uh, it's just fun. It's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great time. Uh, in my personal opinion, uh, I feel like contractors was way better than Pavlov. Uh, now that said, I don't have your experience in it, but I feel like Pavlov to me seemed like more of a, of an indie game, like from, uh, from a, a small indie dev where contractors seems a, a lot more polished. Uh, and a lot more uh, something like something you'd find on a console. Um, I, I really appreciated the fact that there were training missions. You know, when I started Pavlov, uh, all I could really do to try to learn how to play the game was just start a match and fill it with bots. The only problem was the bots were all just like stupid. Like they would just stand and walk at you. I mean, it was just easy to kill them. Uh, but in contractors, the complete opposite, you start out in this big warehouse, there's eight training missions in front of you. And each one is designed to, uh, train you on a different weapon, a different aspect of fighting, uh, no live, uh, uh, enemies, no AIs, it's all pop-up targets. But the cool thing about it is not only does it allow you to get familiar with the, uh, the weapons, but it allows you to get familiar with the UI and, and you, you get a chance to learn how to uh, uh, do your loadouts and customize your, your weapons. Uh, you learn how to, um, how, how to uh, balance uh, when, you're, uh, when you're upgrading so that, because uh, there's a cost, right? Every upgrade costs something and you only get so much currency when, uh, when you're in there doing that. Let me ask you this, Roots. Um, the upgrades, uh, they only give you so much currency to work with, like 20 or $30 uh, dollars or, or whatever. Uh, is there a way to uh, up that? Do you get more as you your experience level grows, or is it just the same for everyone? I have no idea. I was saying last night when we were playing, um, everyone was talking about, I can't remember what mode it was. They were talking about their scopes or something, their holoscopes. I was like, dude, I've, I'm still running on the whatever default on that first thing came in i just went right in i didn't put scopes on i didn't do jack crap and so i was playing with iron sights i guess i was playing it with the disadvantage from everybody else but uh i did put 100%. the scope on yeah i put the scope on once um and you know we were playing a lot of gun game and so the game guns are keep changing and um and so that's kind of cool but at the same time you don't get to use your own guns with any scopes or anything you get like when your particular gun comes across, you get that one, that scope for that one gun, and that's it. Um, so, yeah, I need to go in there and, and actually do a loadout. Because if this was Call of Duty West, I that would have been the first thing I did was was change my abilities and make everything tweaked perfect. But because it's virtual reality, I just want to get in there and jump in there and play. I don't want to be messing with too many stuff, and uh, I guess I need to, to do that. So. Yeah, Phil Yarn says you can bring in the enemies in the warehouse by pressing those big red buttons on the desk. Yeah, Phil, I, I found that out the hard way. Like, I didn't know uh, uh, what was going on, but the first thing I did as soon as I fired the game up for the first time was walk around just to look around the warehouse 
I saw those buttons, and the first thing I did was press one. And now all of a sudden, before I even know how to use the weapons, I've got this line of zombies chasing me around the warehouse. Uh, but I killed them because mm. that's just how I roll. Well, that's another thing that's cool is, and I didn't get a chance to check this out, but they do have a zombie mode, Wes. You know, like for uh, zombies from uh, um, Call of Duty. So uh, I think at the minimum, this should be opening up. You know, these developers from the big studios of how good a game can be. I mean, look at how good Nuketown turned out. And, uh, you know, this is just somebody making a map. And, uh, you know, if you had a professional team behind it, it could be amazing. I, th I thought this one looked amazing anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good looking game as far as uh, these kinds of games go. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, there wasn't a whole lot that I could really complain about with it, honestly, except for um, the run mechanic. You have to, like... Uh, uh, press in your thumbstick to run, which is normal. It's a toggle, right? You can toggle running and walking. But for some reason, if you're holding your gun up, it won't let you run. And it, for some reason, like, even when I would put my gun down half the time, it wouldn't allow me to run. So when we were playing, like, Kill Confirmed, uh, I would, you know, I would kill somebody, and their skull would be not that far in front of me. But uh, I would try to run for it, and I would just slowly creep. And uh, here, here goes Roots. You know, he's coming. He's right here. And I'm trying to run, and I can't run. And right before I get to uh, confirm the kill, boom, I become the kill. Yeah. Well, no, that I mean, that uh, it makes sense. I think it's it's kind of, I would equate it to this, Wes. Um, imagine somebody is coming to PlayStation VR, and they're playing Skyrim, and they're like, they tell you, man, these move controller buttons suck. And you say, dude, like that's the general schematic for every walking locomotion game in VR for PlayStation. And eventually you'll get used to it because that's the standard. That's the standard for these VR shooter games. Every one of them, if your gun is up, you, it makes you, it's so you can't just run around aiming all the time. It makes you have to run and then aim as soon as you stop. And so it's just the general, you'll get used to it once you play more of these these games it just won't be an issue and it might be the location of your hands as well somebody was saying last night in the chat that um i guess if your hands are above your waist but i'm not sure i don't know i just it's so natural now to me that i just when i'm running i just instinct instinctively put point it down a little bit even just a little bit of an angle um but you'll get you'll get used to it and then you'll be snatching up roots's skull and killing him before he gets a chance to kill you it was good. It was a lot of fun. I, that was my favorite thing is when we, we teamed up. For some reason, Scion always wants to do free-for-all. Well, I know why, because he wins a lot um, when everybody's against everybody. But I like to do teams. I like to, to create a camaraderie, you know, where it's it's us against you type of thing. Um, and then you get mixed up with the teams. You know, it's always random. So that was kind of cool, too. You know, one minute I'm a, we're all against Spry Guy and Overgees, the two brothers. And then the next minute... I'm on over Jesus team, you know, and I don't know. I just had a lot of fun. Yeah, I did as well. Uh, I gotta say, you know, I, I normally don't have a preference free for all versus uh, teams, but I will say that that last game that we played when my headset died, that uh, kill confirmed in that big city map. Uh, I, I really had fun, even though we were, uh, we, we got down uh, pretty big early on and, and never did catch up. I still, I had a blast playing that. 
yeah yeah it was a lot of fun and uh no yeah you start guys started out slow and then it was you guys were coming back and all you know i i give him crap but you know scion i think he had 37 kills or something on the last round some insane amount of of uh kills so yeah you can tell that guy has the experience right yeah yeah that's what it takes a lot of time practice and get really good at it so so anyway uh yeah contractors in my opinion definitely trumps uh pavlov i've never played onward uh i think it looks pretty good but it looks a uh i don't know it looks a little bit more tactical a little more team-based uh than these other two uh really i haven't had that much of a desire to play pavlov or onward all that much honestly besides contractors the only other one that really intrigues me is uh zero caliber i think mm. that game looks pretty good yeah zero caliber was okay it was that's more um story co-op as far as what i i think and which would be exactly why it probably interests you I think Pavlov and this one contractors are the two best just because of the variety of, of maps and game modes. Like even Pavlov, you know, if you're into T, you know, was it terrorist and um, whatever TTT something town or whatever that everybody loves. I don't know the rules very much either. I think you went in and didn't know what the hell was it you or somebody went in and didn't know what the hell was going on on TTT, but um, last week, but uh, so there's still some modes that this doesn't have that Pavlov does have. But I think that's the key. It's it's the game modes and the the maps and contract. I mean, not contractors. Onward, it was good in the beginning, but it's got a lot of of asshats in there. A lot of people that uh, that's their life, and um, and they don't have all the maps. They don't have all the modes. It is what it is, and I think it's it's gonna fall behind the other two, in my opinion. Well, uh, only time will tell. I know they did get that. Um that big update there uh you know five or six months ago but i think that was mainly a graphical thing right yeah yeah i think so but that's the good news all these all these gun games all of them every one of them they're they're updating it they're working on them right they're constantly adding maps and adding modes and i think it was phil yarn said every multiplayer should have mods in it you know um uh csgo you know counter-strike started because of the source because of gary's mod you know it was created as a mod for half-life alex or not half-life alex half-life original and um and uh it just shows you what people can do with uh the software yeah man people never cease to amaze me their their creativity uh, and oftentimes when you get modded content uh it, it is as good or even better in some cases than the, the original base game yeah yeah i agree but uh, i mean anything that you can add to it and give give people some kind of um extra to the game that's uh, a no-brainer and uh and it really it really excited me playing last night wes really excited me for me for what we're gonna see with um half-life alex mods you know it opened my eyes it made me look back into counter-strike and all of that and just how much came out of the source and I think Source 2 is going to do the exact same thing it did for PC gaming back then. It's going to do it for VR, and it's just uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. They're already taking off with those uh, Source 2 mods. I mean, every day there's a new one, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, looks like Alex VR has joined the chat. How's it going, Alex? Beyond Realities, thanks for showing up. Uh, D-Rail says... Uh, 
Raccoon Lagoon trumps all of those games. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious, as if we didn't already know that. Yeah. Well, see, what's what's funny is I don't know if he's being serious. Alex says he likes Raccoon Lagoon. I do, too. Jim Hall likes it as well. It's such a weird thing because it seems so cartoony, but it's a lot better than I thought it would be. So I don't know if Derail is being sarcastic or being serious, but uh, I think it's a good game. Um. On the issue of contractors, how many, uh, you know, we had six of us in there playing last night. Was that the limit or, or can you have a bigger uh, a bigger group go in? I'm pretty sure you can have, I mean, I don't know what the max you can have. If somebody in the chat can answer that. Um, uh, but I do know that you, ten, six is not the limit. I think there's a limit for the quest players. I know the quest, if you play on the quest to play cross play, like not tethered you can't use the mods yet i don't think you have to have the pc to use the mods and there might be something else to that as well but um i don't know it's a good question uh another question uh, as we were um nearing the end of our session last night you mentioned something about a virtual gun stock what what exactly is that uh there's a setting in there um it's uh it says you know like a lot of people have the gun stock the virtual gun stock will it makes it whenever you bring up the the gun up to your chest or to your shoulder, it kind of locks it in and it makes it easier to aim down. Kind of like when you have a gun stock, it makes it easier to aim down the sights. Um, and what I found it made it easier to do is, you know, like if you're watching Rainbow Six Siege or you're watching anybody that's, uh, especially that game, but if you're watching anybody that's like on a professional level, when they're going around corners, they're tilting the gun and they're coming at different angles, right? And um when you're using that virtual gun stock, it makes it a lot easier. When I go to turn, it automatically turns it at that right gun angle that you would do on um, Rainbow Six Siege. So I would imagine it's gonna give you a little bit more accuracy, but if I'm being honest, nine out of 10 times, when you run around that corner, I'm aiming and spraying, and I am not, I mean, not, not even aiming, I'm praying and spraying, I'm just shooting. And so I miss a lot that way. And so I need to aim more or less if I don't wanna, if I wanna compete with Spry Guy, I need to aim more better. So. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely, I need to check out that, that virtual uh, gun stock setting because to be honest, that's my biggest problem with playing these types of games on PC is uh, two-handed weapons just feel weird with uh, motion controllers, man. They always have, and yesterday was no exception. I mean, you can get used to it enough to play, but it, still, it's odd, man. It's hard to uh, to, to, to aim correctly so what you're saying there it might be something that would actually help me out a whole lot because honestly the whole time i was playing uh as much fun as i was having the whole time i was thinking man i wish i could just play with this with my aim controller mm -hmm. it would be so much better if i could do that i know what wes was thinking wes was thinking if i had my aim controller you son of a bitches would all be dead and uh so does it make you want to get a gun stock at all like um like a legit gun stock or Dude, I've always wanted a gun stock. The problem is, is that they just cost way too much money. Just like, uh, just like the steering wheels and the Hoda sticks, uh, they're they're a specialized peripheral for just a handful of games, and I can't justify spending a hundred, two hundred dollars on something like that that I only use uh, occasionally. Uh, see, I I do, I think the PC VR does need a name controller. From what Hard to Get says, now I would say that um if you play this enough like if you played this three four days a week 
and you played several hours, I think it would be worth a gun stock. It's one of those investments. There's certain investments you have in life where, you know, once you've shelled out that money, you forget about it and you're glad you have it there to um to play whatever games, you know, and as more games drop like this, I think a gun stock would actually be a good um a good thing to have. You know what I mean? Uh so I might look into getting one. I would love to have that advantage and and the although the virtual gun stock isn't perfect it is good um but i think an actual gun stock would be better obviously so yeah yeah if you're going to get one man pro tubes is the only way to go um the the pro tube stock uh the way it's set up is it's magnetic so uh your controllers go down into it and you hold it like a two-handed weapon but if something happens and you need to use your knife or use your pistol the controller just breaks away so that you can uh, mm. do that. And then when you switch back to rifle, you just magnetically click it right back into place. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I might have to check that out. They actually, they make a really expensive version too called the Force Tube. And that thing is amazing looking. I mean, it's got uh, it's got recoil and, and everything. Like it's got a motor in it. So that it literally kicks like a gun. I saw uh, that somebody thing, use that. It, it's yeah, it's amazing looking, but I think it's like 300 bucks or something crazy oh, like that. All right, might as well get the wheel at that point. Um, no, that I, I definitely I would love to get a um one of that, the force tube or even the pro uh, uh the pro tube or whatever. I think uh it would be cool. It would definitely add um something to the gaming that would make it uh that much more just like the aim controller, right? Uh, uh, hard to get says uh, I got my money back with my aim controller on PSVR a hundred plus hours with Borderlands, dude. Uh, Farpoint, ten bucks right now. If you've got an aim controller and you don't have Farpoint, uh, get it because not only does it have this awesome story mode, but there are challenge modes. There's uh, two player co op uh, maps and there and there's head to head one v one multiplayer as well. Uh, by far the definitive and controller titles if you don't have it yet get it today uh, yeah that's good i'll have to get it actually uh farpoint right, was uh, one of the best stories i've played through it's one of those ones that um i just felt like i need to finish this story you know yeah and the co-op was pretty fun too right running through those maps and enemies all over him yeah i would love farpoint to come to to pc although it's never going to happen but i'd love it nope no chance in hell on that one. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Impulse Gear is a uh, a Sony first party studio. I think uh, Sony owns them. So, yeah. well, which then again, though, I mean, there's a lot of news here lately that uh, the PS4 exclusives, all the big name PS4 exclusives, after PS5 launches, uh, the PS4 exclusives are going to come to PC. Huh? And uh, uh, there, there's been a lot of news on that over the last week. Mm, that makes sense. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me anyway, but I mean, if you think about it, because they're, it seems like this generation above all others, with especially with VR, it's like they're moving forward and they're they're ditching that stuff and they're going PlayStation 5 um, for the PlayStation 5 exclusives. And of course you can play the old ones, but you know, it makes sense. We've already, we've already yeah. wrung as much of this out of it. Now let's, go to a completely new uh area of people right yeah man that makes perfect sense if if you're going to launch uh, a new console something that's 
on another level from a technical standpoint, uh, you know that you're not just going to be able to talk PC gamers into, into buying a console, right? They all have this mentality that they've already got the best. Why do they need a console? Um, and, and on top of that, you're charging five to $600 for it. Uh, how do you sell those naysayers on buying into a PlayStation 5? Well, the way you do that is you give them God of War. You give them Horizon Zero Dawn. You give them all of your big name exclusives that you've already sold millions of copies of and you're done with. And uh, let them play them. Give them The Last of Us, you know. Let them play through that. And then when they get done with that, they're going to be hungry for the sequel, right? Well, there's only one place to get the sequel, and that's PlayStation 5. Yeah, it makes sense to me, for sure. And uh, so... While we're on the subject, I, I guess that that that's a pretty good segue right into our topic for the day, uh, because we we were kind of, you know, tossing around a few ideas uh, to try to think about what our topic was going to be, and right in the middle of all of it, Sony uh, drops a new date and time for their PlayStation Five uh, reveal event, the one that was supposed to take place this past Thursday on uh, June the fourth. Uh, has now been moved up, just like everything else, one week to the 11th. So yesterday when we said everything got moved up a week except for the Sony thing, well, now we can uh, revise that statement. Everything got moved up a week, including the Sony thing. Uh, so that got me to thinking, you know, I I'm super excited to see what Sony's going to reveal. Uh, all indications are that this is going to be a a games showcase. Uh, they're only going to be showing games footage. Uh, they're going to be announcing some new titles. Obviously, some sequels are going to be in there. Um, but what does that mean to me? I'm excited for it as a Sony fan. Uh, I'm excited for it as someone who's going to be buying a PlayStation. But what does that mean for us, the VR community? Uh, so I, I was thinking uh, along those lines. Is there anything at all that uh, we can look forward to tomorrow as VR gamers and Roots? I gotta say, I think that there is. Yeah, I think so too. I think I believe there's gonna be a couple of, well, at least one big announcement of a a title that's a VR, if not only a VR only, but uh, something that we're just really waiting to come for to, uh, you know, the sequel to come out. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, let me be clear here, though. I do not believe that the Sony event is going to have like a VR section or is going to have like a lot of VR news. I really don't think that. I really think the titles um, that we're going to learn about having VR support on Thursday are going to be just that. They're going to be flat games that also support VR, at least for the most part. I think that's what we can... Uh, look forward to but um i've got a few examples here of things that i think that we as vr uh gamers can look for on thursday i think uh games that i think it's reasonable to expect you know of course nobody knows what's going to happen uh but we've gotten a lot of rumors over the last month to six weeks roots about resident evil 8 and uh, as you know, and as I've said many times, Resident Evil 7, my very favorite VR game. 
And um, when people start talking about Resident Evil 8, it really gets me excited, especially since there are rumors out there that say that it's uh, for sure going to come to PlayStation VR. So, uh, Roots, when I go into Thursday and uh, and my expectations naturally begin to grow, uh, this is probably the number one thing that I'm looking forward to uh, finding out. Yeah, well, I said it last week. And, you know, I'm saying it again because I don't think it, things have changed. But you better finish. Say you're just a rock throw away from finishing this game. Just put it away, bro. Finish it. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because I just bought a second copy of Resident Evil 7. I bought the Gold Edition because mm. it has all of the uh, DLC. And apparently, C adds up to about as much game time as the the regular campaign so I've, I've got uh i've got a lot of gameplay ahead of me roots holy crap dude that's crazy that's a lot of game time yeah no i um i'm psyched for this i'm not much of a horror game buff i mean i guess i am if it's done well but this game here did more to me than any horror games ever done and uh like elicited feelings in me that i've never had before playing a video game um so it makes me want to play number eight and it makes me wonder what kind of a a game it'll be you know because each one of them are all so different and different stories and you know i remember back in the day my son was reminding me because i used to play the resident evils i don't remember much about them but he played through them more than i did and he's like oh yeah i remember dad you played through resident evil 2 and you played through this and i'm like i don't remember jack crap dude um but uh no i'm i'm psyched for resident evil 8 and i'd psyched to see it on the playstation 5 imagine how amazing the next iteration of Resident Evil is going to look, uh, especially if it's made for that platform. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hard to get says Gran Turismo 7 full in VR, maybe. Um, I don't know if we'll see that on Thursday or not, but I would fully expect that. Uh, it was six, nine months ago. Uh, the head of the studio there that puts out Gran Turismo uh, was talking about VR and was very high on it and seemed to uh, to hint at full VR support for the next Gran Turismo title. So yes, I would I would fully expect that hard to get. Nice. Man, I feel bad for that lady right there, man. He just killed her. She looks so innocent and so <laughs> man, it's so different from when she's like freaking out and in your face and she looks like she's about to rapidly rip your head off. And then you feel bad because she looks normal, right? Crazy. Right. Well, she looks normal, but uh, uh, she's uh, she's got issues, bro. She's, she's crazy. Got, yeah, talk about crazy ex girlfriend. This is it for <laughs> sure. Anyway, so what um, what makes us think that we're going to see this on Thursday? Resident Evil Eight. I mean, what what makes me think that? Well, besides the fact that there, it has been heavily rumored over the past couple of weeks that we're going to see just that, in addition to that, uh, I'd like to point out the fact that again, this was supposed this this event was supposed to take place this past Thursday on June fourth. As it just so happens, that very day that this event was supposed to happen, all of the Resident Evil games on the PlayStation uh, Store went on sale including resident evil 7 at its lowest part price ever uh 10 bucks 
So uh, I find that to be strange timing. What about you, Roots? No, I agree. I think it's, well, it's probably not even strange timing. I think it's perfect timing. I think it's exactly what you said. And we're seeing that on a lot of levels, you know, a lot of things that Sony's doing is um, it's it's they're they're putting a nail in the coffin of the PlayStation 4 and they're opening up the new chapter PlayStation 5. And that doesn't mean that the PlayStation 4 is going to die or it's going to stop getting, you know, support. It just means you can just see that the, the shift, you know, this is the start of the shift. And uh, I think we're going to see it on Thursday. Yeah, that's absolutely right. There's 110 million PlayStation 4s out there. Uh, you're not likely to see people stop making games for it anytime soon. No. This is, I mean, we're not even talking, you know, the, most people, they, any developer wants to make a game that people want to buy, are going to buy, and, and it's going to be a bit before anybody has a mass adoption of the 5 anyway. I was telling somebody that yesterday. Anybody that thinks any future technology is just going to roll out in, like it has in the past and with as much as everybody needs is naive. There's just, everything is a little bit more antiquated or a little bit harder to get um, as far as, uh, you know, material wise. So, you know, I think that this particular, when it comes out, is going to be a very good one to get when it drops, you know, early if you can, because I think people are going to be having trouble getting it for a while, just like the Quest, just like the Rift S, just like the Valve Index, anything worth getting right now technologically is um takes a little bit longer than it used to yeah i, I agree with that statement and, and to be quite honest uh, on the subject of resident evil 8 uh, i fully expect it to be across uh across gen title i don't think it's going to be a playstation 5 exclusive i think that it's going to run on playstation 4 as well so yeah well, let's hope so uh but anyway um beyond the coincidence or not uh coincidental timing of the resident evil sale on the playstation network uh we also had the following day that friday uh, a new group of rumors or leaks uh come out uh telling us some more details about the story of the game so what i've done here is i, I put together a list of uh not all but uh the most credible uh, story elements that we've learned uh, since these leaks have started happening. So I'm going to run down this list really quickly here, two or three minutes. Uh, if you, uh, I mean, it, there's no major spoilers in here. It's more of a kind of a plot synopsis than uh, story, story spoilers. But if you don't want to know anything at all about it until you play it, uh, mild spoiler warning here. Uh, we are talking about uh, some very credible leaks, in my opinion, and I absolutely, absolutely do believe that uh, everything I've got listed here is going to uh, be true when the game does come out. Wow. So there's your spoiler warning, friends. Uh, get it out now if you don't want to know. All right. Anyway, uh, the game is going to feature a village environment. In fact, the the title of the game. Uh, is going to be Village, much like uh, Resident Evil 7 was Biohazard. Resident Evil 8 is going to be Village. Uh, the game features a village environment along with a castle, caves, and in general, a larger focus on an outdoor setting. Uh, occultism is going to play a big part in this game. Uh, the village is occupied by a cult 
that worships the creatures that have been created by a new virus. And the virus has permeated the air of the village, causing the people to hallucinate. Roots, we just talked about it yesterday. Uh, this supernatural occult-style horror game is the specific type of game that really scares me and really gets to me. And it looks like this is what we're getting from the next iteration of Resident Evil. Man, it sounds creepy as hell. It sounds good. Makes me want to play it right now. And that's a good, you know, a good sign. And just, uh, I don't know, it's intriguing, you know, like, what is this village? Where is it at? What's going on there? And why the hell would you, like, if you're a cult, <laughs> you're worshiping something that's um, mutated. I don't know. That's weird, man. That's such a weird story. It just sounds really intriguing to me. So, well, again, they're all hallucinating on top of it. Oh, so true. you've got these these weird creatures and a bunch of people hallucinating. Uh, and and I got to imagine if you're you as the player are in this village, uh, there are going to be certain scenes where you're facing the most evil shit. You're going to start hallucinating as well. Now imagine that in VR. Yeah, it sounds uh sounds creepy as hell. Even just looking at Jack running around, um, or even that that uh, I don't know what she is the the ant or whatever when she got in your face, man. That just reminds me of how good this game looks. And uh, I'm just so psyched to see a new, not only a new story, but a new story on the new platform. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and if you're um. If you're a fan like I am of Resident Evil 7, you're not going to be disappointed by this next game because Resident Evil 7's lead character, Ethan, makes a return. So you're actually still playing as Ethan in the next game. Hmm. And I know I can see your wheels turning. What That doesn't make sense. If it's in Europe, it's in this village, why would it be Ethan, right? Well, hmm. I'll tell you why. Uh, he will also be joined by a new playable character, Emily, who is a village resident looking for her father. Uh, Mia and Ethan are both living uh, adjacent to this village, and they now have a child. But due to the infection in Resident Evil 7, the child that they had uh, is deformed. Mm. So they now live in solitude uh, in Europe, in an attempt to hide their child. So hopefully that that answers a lot of the questions for you there. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a crazy synopsis there. Um, I wanted to, that person to, bl to burn this balloon. That would have been cool, but I guess you can't pop it. Man, there's some stuff going on in this game I've never seen before, man. What is this? This is some crazy-ass stuff. That, uh -uh. that what you're looking at there is a section of the game called Happy Birthday. And uh, I did a playthrough of this specific scene. It's one of my last videos I did uh, on Resident Evil 7. Uh, probably my favorite escape room I've ever done is what you're looking at right wow. there. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, no, uh, now you got me psyched for Thursday, man. What are we going to find out about Resident Evil 8? And if you had to guess, what, like, what's a release date? And I know this is like... <laughs> This is Westerdamas times 10, but what would you say just a, a random date you think this is going to drop? Uh, I would say holiday 2020. I would say it, it's going to launch right alongside the PlayStation 5. 
and again, I think it's going to be a cross-platform title. I don't think it's going to be a PS5 exclusive. I think that it's going to be uh, a PS4 slash PS5 game. Mm. You know, they've said that their uh, PlayStation 5 exclusives won't run on PlayStation 4, but that doesn't mean that uh, third parties like Capcom aren't going to make PS4 games. Of course they are. But with that said, Sony has mandated that any... Uh, any game that's announced after, I think, July uh, must play on PlayStation 5 as well. Like, not just from their own backwards compatibility that's baked in, mm. but the game actually uh, has to be developed to run on PS5. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. So I, so I think this has been in development for uh, a couple of years now, but I think that unless they're going to just release it in the next month, uh, I think that Sony's going to require them to do a PlayStation 5 version. That's good. That's good news for us as consumers, right? Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, one more thing that I that I did, well, a couple of things, actually. I learned a little bit about the enemies in uh, Resident Evil 8. Uh, we, we've learned that the main bad guy, the, the main antagonist, is uh, someone called Alan R., which I think is funny. Because of, uh, uh, first of all, he's a count who lives in a castle near, near the village, right? So you think about this creepy vampire type dude living in a castle. I think it's funny that his name's Alan R. Because it makes me think of Alan Rickman. And for anybody who don't know who Alan Rickman is, uh, he's the actor that played Professor Snape in the, uh, the Harry Potter uh the harry potter movies so when i picture this alan r character the count in the castle uh i picture alan rickman up there maybe it'll be maybe it'll be snape up there it'll be the evil guy <laughs> that would be incredible yeah uh anyway uh enemies are going to include werewolf-like creatures uh something that is described as pale and human-like dogs wolves and creatures that resemble liquors. So, mm. well, that's good. Uh, we need werewolves, man. Somebody was just saying that in one of the chats or something the other day that, like, where are the werewolves? They've hit so many different genres in VR. I don't, there's not a werewolf game. Can you imagine a really cool, badass werewolf game where the werewolves are hunting you down? You got the silver bullet. I mean, or something like, what was that one where it was the, the, um, vampires versus the werewolves or something along that nature. That would just be really badass, right? As a horror game in virtual reality. Yeah. Personally, as much as I love zombie games and believe me, I love zombies. Uh, honestly, I think that it's time for vampires to make a comeback. It's been a good long while since we had a good classic, not only vampire game, but like vampire movies do, do we even have, like, a legit vampire game in VR Roots? No, nah, I think they were going to make one called The Lost Girls. It's going to be a remake of The Lost Boys, but with girls <laughs> as the main characters. <laughs> but, um, no, I don't think they have oh, a, a legit no. one, um, to be honest. And that's weird, right? Because, I don't know, that's a, it's another creepy thing that they haven't really done or touched base on in virtual reality. There's a lot of untouched um, territory for virtual reality, right? Yeah, yeah, you'd think that vampires would be the first thing that would catch on, right? Because out of all of the the lore of all these old 
you know, legendary creatures, you know, in my opinion, vampirism is the most uh, realistic, the most likely to be true. Castlevania and VR are hard to get sets. Man, I would love Castlevania and VR. That would be so sweet. Just a straight remake of the first Castlevania where you've got a whip and you're hunting down Dracula. Man, that would be great. That would be. That'd be really cool. But uh, interestingly enough, I, I was just playing Castlevania and VR, like the original Castlevania and VR, and it was really cool. Yeah. I think I might have tried that one on the uh, uh, 3D Sends or whatever, but I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 I, I really, really digged it. It was one of my favorite ones. But uh, that's a different story for a different Monday show. Uh, Main fan says the Lost Girls is definitely coming now. Well, let's. Let's, let's hope so, bro. I mean, that'd be awesome, right? Because the thing about vampires that are different than all other monsters, uh, vampires are sexy, right? So if we're going to have vampire chicks, uh, I mean, they're not going to be like, uh, I'm trying to be as PC as I can about this. They're not going to be uh, manly looking girls, right? They're going to be hot. Maybe. Who knows these days? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. The Lost Girl Vampires in Birkenstocks? I don't yeah, think so. I hope not. Red Pumps. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, Onakazi says for vampires, uh, the Vampire Masquerade game should be out soon-ish. Is that a uh, is that a VR game, Onakazi? I haven't heard of that one. Uh, I, I bet the guys either. who made Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners would make a great vampire game. Phil, I, I think that those guys could do any damn thing they want to what a a creative and talented team at uh, skydance interactive yeah oh and scion's in the house what's up buddy had to sell some old furniture well uh i, I totally get that man antiques uh antiques freak me out bro yeah everything's on sale it's the end of the world just sell it all yeah right <laughs> like uh, make like elon musk and just get rid of all of it right yeah Anyway, Resident Evil uh, 8, not all that uh, I'm expecting to um, to come out of the, uh, the PlayStation 5 event. Uh, because last week, or maybe it was the week before, uh, a listing suddenly appeared for Prey uh, for PSVR. The, the, the classic uh, action game, uh, Prey, that we all know and love. I guess it's, it's a pseudo- horror game prey uh was listed on a uk retailer's website uh as having vr psvr support but then it was promptly taken down um it wouldn't be the first time though that a new bethesda game has leaked via a retailer uh roots we've seen them kind of flirting with this before uh because it was either last year or the year before uh, they released the uh, Prey Typhoon Hunter multiplayer game, as well as some uh, uh, escape room style uh, mode for the original Prey game. Uh, so they're kind of flirting around with it, right? So would you be shocked to uh, to see a full on uh, PlayStation VR version of the original Prey game? Uh, I'm starting to get to the point where I don't know if I would be shocked. I'd be surprised, but shocking, no. I mean, I even just you know, I'm, I haven't been too much into Prey. I didn't know exactly what it is. I knew it was a game, but I didn't know 
much about gameplay, but just watching the footage that I got here for the show, I was like, wow, this would be would be amazing in VR. So yeah, I think it would be amazing. And, you know, every one of these titles that they can bring in, these IPs that everybody knows, if they can bring it into virtual reality, that even if you don't have virtual reality, it's in the back of most people's minds how awesome it would be to go into that world. And I think a lot of people are just waiting for their specific world to come to VR. You know, like for me, if if I never touched VR and I was like, I don't really care about it. And then all of a sudden I heard World of Warcraft was in virtual reality. That would have been what drew me in. I'd be like, well, dude, I got to play this. This is my jam, you know, at least it was back in the day. Now it'd be Sea of Thieves. Uh, but there's certain IPs that will draw people in. And I think Prey is one of them. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm, I like you. Have, um, I've never played Prey. Th- this is one of those games that, that came along during that period that I was away from gaming. But uh, upon watching footage of it, I think it would be a perfect fit for VR. Um, people, a lot of people uh, describe this game as a truer sequel to the original Systems Shock than even Bioshock was. Hmm. And those are big words because Bioshock pretty much was the sequel to System Shock. Um, So yeah, I think Prey would be an excellent VR game. And uh, I I don't think it's so far-fetched, not only because of that that listing that appeared on that website, but Arcane Studios, uh, which was behind the 2017 revival of Prey, was also behind last year's Wolfenstein Cyberpilot. So the team is certainly experienced enough uh, to put out a VR version of the game. Yeah, if they do that, then I hope they go for the actual, like, put the game in VR. Don't give us an experience. Uh, you know, we're past the experiences. Of, you know, I don't, I would never want to play a World of Warcraft experience. That would just make me sad. You know what I mean? Like, like, okay, this is what you could have if we ever took the time to put this world in VR fully. And so you kind of get a taste of it, and then you don't, you know. Because I think Cyberpilot, for all of us, especially on the show, all of us were a little bummed out with what we got. Not that it was bad, it just wasn't wasn't what we were hoping for, right? Main fan says, transpires, hyphenated. Yeah, that would, that would suck, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. It would suck in more ways than one, right? Yeah, that would be a real sucky movie, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it would suck badly. Onakazi says, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines came out on Source 2 Engine about a month before Half-Life 2. Its sequel, Bloodlines 2, is supposed to come out this year. Well, I mean, if it's on Source 2, even if it isn't intended as a VR game, uh, it could very easily be modded, right? Yeah, dude, I, I think we're about to be blown away. Like one of these games I that we're gonna be talking about um in a couple of, of games here, um, I found out is actually made into a Half Life Alex mod and I want us to check it out because people say it's really good. Um, we'll see. But uh I don't know, man. I feel like Source Two we're right on the edge of some really amazing stuff in VR. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, uh Paradise Decay's been documenting uh the best of the uh Half Life Two mods. Uh, and he's got one on there every day. Every other day, there's another one that he's showcasing on there. And that's pretty much, you know, PD's channel's pretty much become the uh, Half-Life Alex mod channel. That's crazy. Yeah, I know we um, specifically, we're going to be doing a mods 
episode and that was one of the reasons why we decided to hold off a bit is we wanted to give half-life alex uh modders a little bit of time to put out some good stuff so hopefully by the time we do that episode we'll be talking about like two or three really amazing mods that they have because i've been holding off and going back in because i want to go back in and check out some of these mods but i don't want to check out any mod i want to check out the good stuff you know what i mean like so we need the the paradise decays to do his due diligence which he's doing to test them out for us and then we'll know which ones are worth checking out so yeah, my original idea for that was to do a, a mods episode and an emulators episode. But the more I look into it, there is so much roots. Uh, I think that this is going to really end up being more of a series. Like mm. uh, like, like, we're going to talk about an, uh, a mod and an emulator on this episode. And then we'll come back on another episode and talk about another mod and another emulator. There's just so much great stuff out there that's unofficial, you know vr uh vr experiences and games that i honestly don't think we could fit it into a reasonably sized uh episode yeah i think you're probably right we'll have to make it some sort of a series right yeah yeah and i think uh i think it's going to be a lot of fun to uh to prepare for this series yeah yeah that's the best part about it you know it's like contractors last night we weren't playing the game we were preparing for the show damn it and we got to play the game so it's cool Onokazi says, I wonder when PD finds time to sleep. Maybe, maybe maybe, PD is the vampire that we've all been speaking about for the last 15 minutes. I think so. I think what it is is um, Gamertag and, and PD are one person, and they split, and one person sleeps while the other one... Because I, I, actually, the, there's no harder people in VR uh, that work as hard as they do, so that's crazy. Yeah, those guys should collaborate sometime. Yeah. I mean... Uh, PD has different, I mean, uh, Gamertag has different people on his uh, podcast all the time. I think PD, th they should do a, uh, a podcast and call it uh, Lords of London podcast. Yeah. Trademark. There you go. Yeah. They have go. that one for free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, what else? What else might we see at the Sony event? Well, I think it's uh, highly, highly likely that we're going to see Horizon Zero Dawn uh, in VR form. Uh, not only that, but I think Horizon Zero Dawn 2, the sequel, is likely to be the crown jewel of the uh, PS5 lineup, launch lineup. So why would I think that we would get the original Horizon Zero Dawn in VR? Well, uh, only because of a rumor, a rumor that came, by the way, of Callum Hurley late last year. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Callum Hurley has worked in the VR industry for quite a while. And he's a very credible source. And um, Reese, what time is it? Uh, quote time. Quote time. This is what Callum Hurley had to say. Uh, I guess it was around October, November last year. Quote, was recently made aware of a very exciting new PlayStation VR game coming out of London studio. Not sure whether it'll be for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, or both, but it's really exciting. And an announcement could be on the horizon. Mm. And the interesting thing about this quote was it was a written quote. It wasn't spoken. And horizon was written with a capital H. Mm. And uh, people, re upon reading this, you know, figured it out pretty quickly what he was doing. 
they in turn made comments, replies on the tweet, uh, the tweet this was in. And um, he he, uh, he kind of not so subtly uh, all but said that, uh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, so without saying it, I think that this is about as close to uh, as a confirmation that, that we can get of uh, the next big PlayStation VR title. And if there are, if there's anywhere that we're going to see this thing be announced, wouldn't it be at the uh, PlayStation Five reveal event? Yeah, it would definitely be a good place for it. And uh, you know, this is another series I never played through. That must have been a lull. I must have been in World of Warcraft world or whatever. But I'm looking at this video and I'm thinking. If you took the game and put it in as it is, and you didn't, you just put yourself in that world and this person's third person or whatever, this game is 100% translatable. You could take this game and play it and put it right in VR and it would be just as good and amazing, but you would be in the world. Um, of course, you know, for a, for the next version, you would want to be able to zoom into first person or whatever. I don't know what they would add, but it just, I think we're right on the edge, Wes, of, of, games we've always dreamed of playing in VR being a reality. And I think we're, you know, we're so far and so close to this being the, the case. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that this is, uh, like you, I haven't played it. Uh, but upon looking at it, uh, I think it's a perfect candidate to bring over into VR. Not only is this an extremely, highly critically acclaimed uh, large open world RPG style game which is great in VR as it is the combat is mostly archery based and uh, as you know uh, archery is the one thing that really naturally translates to VR very very easily yeah it does it really well so if they did it I mean they, I don't know I'm just uh I'm just making, I'm wondering why I never played this game. It looks really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I want to cause the, uh, I happen to be of the belief that we're not going to see a true PlayStation VR two for some time, but I also at the same time believe that, uh, that we're going to get a hardware refresh on PSVR one. I think that, uh, in, sometime at the end of this year or early next year that we're going to get a PSVR pro which is a uh, which could maybe can only even run on the PlayStation 5, but has higher resolution and has uh, new move controllers with thumbsticks. So that would be my guess. Yeah, that would make me. Uh, but happy. as for Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, yeah, me too. I would be ecstatic. Uh, I, I I can wait on PSVR 2, but I can't wait on a uh, on a new PSVR headset. I, I need it, Roots. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. You know what they say. Oh, go ahead. They say when uh, they say when you need something, it's a responsibility. So yeah, that's true. Well, we better do it. Wes needs it. Yeah, I need it. Uh, anyway, uh, so we have strong rumors that Horizon Zero Dawn's coming. Uh, we have the fact that it, it's a perfect title to translate to VR, and then we also have the fact that uh, the brand new head of Sony Worldwide Studios is Herman Holst, which happens to be the uh, the head of Guerrilla Games at the time that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was uh, in development. So it all makes sense now, right? It makes sense 
that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 would be the crown jewel of Sony's next collection. It makes sense that Horizon Zero Dawn would be the next big uh, PSVR game. It all makes sense because the guy that was the head of that development studio is now the head of Sony Worldwide Studios. Yeah, that's crazy. Small world, how everything comes kind of full, comes full round, right? So, yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, anyway, we've been at this a while, approaching ninety minutes. I do have one more title, however, that I think is very likely to uh, to be seen on uh, on this Thursday at the Sony reveal event. Probably the the most amount of hype that I've seen. Uh, is for this title because it's almost certainly uh, true, all of the leaks. And that, of course, is Silent Hill. Uh, one of the heavier rumors around this PS5 lineups says that a full-on remake of the original Silent Hill has been in development for quite some time. Roots, this is a game that I played way back in the day. The original Silent Hill was outstanding. And while I didn't like it quite as much, as the Resident Evil 7, or I'm sorry, not 7, the Resident Evil series, uh, I did really enjoy Silent Hill back in the day. Yeah, I never played Silent Hill, but, um, you know, this I got the video here is Silent Hill PT, and that's why I, one of the things I was talking about with Half-Life Alex is that there's a recreation of it with the Source 2 engine, and it's supposed to be pretty good and pretty creepy as hell. Uh, but I don't know, man. Everybody talks about Silent Hill and about how scary it is, so I think... Um, seeing another genre or not genre i guess another series ip um besides Re resident evil would be good right yeah yeah that would be great it, it would be great because uh, like i've said many times there are a lot of good uh vr horror games there are not a lot of great vr horror games you know i would say maybe just two or three great vr horror games so to, to have a vr well I guess I need to back up a little bit, right? Because uh, there there has been absolutely zero rumors that Silent Hill is going to be in VR. Uh, there, there's been absolutely nothing on that front. So why would I even think that this is a possibility? Well, I'll tell you why. The reason why is because it is heavily rumored that the studio behind Silent Hill, or the Silent Hill remake, rather, is Sony Japan Studios. And for those of you who don't know, Sony Japan Studios is the studio that brought us Everybody's Golf as well as Astrobot Rescue Mission. So uh, this is a VR studio uh, making a Silent Hill remake. So I think it stands to reason that it's at least a 50-50 chance that if this is true, that there is going to be some sort of PSVR support for it. Yeah, I would think there's going to be. I mean... You know, the real reality is Sony has had their finger on VR for a long time, a lot longer than a lot of other uh, companies out there. It seems to be a very big drive for them, so I can't imagine them putting out a, a huge game like this and not, especially with its Japan Studios, it's already got the uh, experience. Why not put it in virtual reality? Unless it's something that's going to take a lot of extra time or it's going to, you know, make it, a pain in the ass to make i just don't see why not right yeah well i got to imagine if this is a playstation 5 exclusive a lot of that headache that comes along with uh developing vr 
games for consoles is going to go away, right? Because we know that the PS5 is going to be a legitimate powerhouse of a machine. So uh, I got to think that, uh, you know, we already know that PS5 is going to support PlayStation VR. So I, I got to imagine uh, with the way that they've focused on making uh, a machine that's easy to develop for, I got to imagine that that's going to extend to VR as well. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, there's nothing, wor- uh, I was going to say worse, but nothing better, I guess, than being in the VR creepy world, you know, like that's a draw. People are going to think, oh God, I can be in Silent Hill. I want to be in there. And then they're going to get in there and think, why the hell did I want to get in this place? I need to get the hell out of here. Uh, at least that's how I felt about yeah, Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah, people are really pumped for this game. You know, it, it was years ago that they brought uh, Konami brought uh, Hideo Kojima in to develop uh, the sequel at that time. It was called Silent Hills. And that's where we get this. This PT demo was on PlayStation 4 for the longest time. And uh, this was to be a a Silent Hill sequel. Uh, And uh, while I didn't get a chance to play the original, I did play the remake in VR. And not the one that you're showing here, not the, uh, the Source 2 remake that just came out but uh even even the remake that i played uh that came from itchio was was amazing and uh it's such an iconic demo uh and so many people loved it and got freaked out by it that people continue to remake it today not only like you mentioned in source 2 but there's uh there's a legit remake of this in dreams as well so i got to imagine that when dreams gets its um VR support, uh, which isn't supposed to be that long from now, uh, we're going to be able to play through PT yet again in VR inside of Dreams. Isn't it crazy how well this was received? Like to the point where when Anthony was talking about, I think it was PlayStation 3, you know, being able to sell it for more money because it had the, the demo of this game on it and people couldn't get it anymore. You know what I mean? For people to pay more f- to be able to play a demo that of a game that's not coming out anymore, um, that's pretty huge. That tells you how good that it was. And I, it makes me want to see the Source one. I want to go in there, and you would, I guess you remember the, what the other one, the Itch.io one, um, maybe a little bit better, but I'd like to put it up against that and see what the differences of Source 2 is because I guarantee it's going to look phenomenal. And uh, I don't know, maybe that'll be one of the Half-Life Alex ones we check out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Onikazi says that uh, he's really looking forward to Dreams VR support. I am too, and I wouldn't be surprised if we were to uh, learn something about that this week. It's been in beta testing for a few weeks now, and uh, the way Sony's cranking up the uh, the hype, I would imagine uh, there's no more perfect time to announce it than right now. Yeah, well, we'll know in about three days, right? Yeah, though that, that is true, and I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there you have it. Resident Evil 8, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Prey, Silent Hill, all very likely to show up at the uh, Sony event. Uh, what else? Gran Turismo 7. What do you think is going to show up? Be sure to let us know in the comment down below. And if you've liked this video, give us a thumbs up. And if you're new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe and to click the notification bell to stay up with all of our content here on the virtual strangers channel what's up hi on tacos uh anyway we'd like to thank you again 
Thank you again for watching and for Roots. I'm Wes. We'll see you on Discord, and we'll see you next week, friends. Bye-bye.